500 years ago he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck and upon the skull of the man who killed his dad he said i'm mad i must eradicate piracy injustice and cruelty and all my sons will follow me so evil doers will believe that this man cannot die the man the ghost who walks enemies beware the phantom's always there but you won't find the phantom he finds you G'day everyone and welcome to episode 64 of X-Ban the Phantom podcast. Uh, with, with us as always is Jermaine. How are you going, Jam? Not bad, mate. Yourself? Yeah, pretty good. Hawthorne's back in the WCOM again, so it's all good. And it's at the expense of Brisbane. Hello there, Dan. How are you going? <laughs> G'day, Steve. How are you? <laughs> very wondering well, how long it's going to take for that. <laughs> Not, Not very. long at all. <laughs> That's all right. I'm I'm very used to Brisbane being in the L column, so it's okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, very good. Now, um, if you're very very um, uh, observant with your hearing, there you will have heard a, a chuckle coming from a fourth voice, and it's my great pleasure to welcome Mr. Gary Horn. How are you going, Gary? Uh, really good, thanks. Excellent. Now, the reason why we've got Gary on is. He's soon to be a published author. Is that the way we um the way we yes. say it? Yes. Yep. <laughs> and it's uh, a book that I'm sure everyone's going to be uh, looking forward to seeing. It's Phantom Rings Celebrating 80 Years of the Phantom. So oh, we'll, we'll go into um, a bit more of the book in, in just a moment there, Gary. But um, for those of... Um, those of our listeners who might not know who you are, can you uh, tell us a, a, a bit about you as a fan and, and how you became a fan? Okay. Um, well, I'm 58 years old now, and I um, grew up in Brisbane and um, always went off to the show in Brisbane and um, ended up with a couple of sample bags and um, ended up with one or two fandom comics. And I think through through that... Um, getting them there because we never went to the um, news agent to get them or anything like that because we never we only had money when we were, went with mum and dad to uh, the show and uh, that sort of sparked me off early in the 60s or oh, mid 60s but it wasn't till um, late 80s early 90s when I sort of had a bit more money after the kids were getting older um, started to uh, collect more items. Loved loved the old stuff. Um, anything old was was the best, <laughs> and um, that's where it's led led to. With the rings, I uh, I wanted to get some rings and found it really hard in Australia to buy rings. There, there was just none around, and um, so all I could find was rings in America. And I thought, well. If everyone's having a hard time in, in Australia finding rings, um, I'll, I'll I'll see what I can do and get some from America. So I um, went out of my way and found a lot and um, brought them back to Australia and been selling them for the last 14 years uh, online. Um, helps fund my collection like that, and uh, that's why. That's why I think it's sort of sparked me on to 
rings, mm. the phantom rings, because they were hard to get, but they were around, but um, you couldn't find much out about them. There was a few, quite a few um, journals or, um, and different um, comic books over, overseas about, about rings, comic rings, uh, all sorts of rings, but they only had little sections on Phantom. That's how I come about with the Phantom. I, I, I love anything old Phantom, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. Hmm. So, Gary, you just said then that uh, you you, were, you you must have um, jumped in early and, and got some some bulk lot of rings coming over and, and were able to fund your collection that way. Is that... Uh, yes. Um, most, most collectors, or certainly the three of us, I think, would love to get our wives on board with... Uh, our phantom habits is is this part of how you were able to convince your wife that it was okay to collect the the phantom and you were able to, to fund it and stuff? How's how's your wife think of it? Once she saw that I was um, making money, and well, it wasn't costing us money. Yes, yeah, wasn't costing. Yes, um, <laughs> and she loved it, and she she loves meeting the different people when she comes to the dinner in Sydney and. Um, Asking who they are and what their part in in the fandom Australia, um, meeting Glenn Ford, um, people like that. Um, going, we went in uh, 2011 over to um, America to New York and uh, had the um, uh, fandom uh, friends of the fandom um, luncheon at Sardis with Cy Barry and uh, Pete Klaus, Howard Gizovic there um, in 2011 with Bradley Peach and Joy. Uh, was over there too at the same time, and um, it was it was great to catch up to people that you read about and see on in books. And she she got a real thrill out of meeting people like that. <laughs> Did and, she also uh, get the thrill out of uh, going shopping in uh, New York and going shopping uh, in Sydney yeah. while you're at Supernova? No, she usually goes out with her cousin. <laughs> when she's in Sydney, um, they just do lunch and do, yeah, talk, catch up. <laughs> she's not a big shopper in Sydney, but she doesn't know much about Sydney. Um, but she does shop. <laughs> all, all women do. <laughs> and, and none of us here can begrudge that because we all like to shop for phantom stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. well, that's right. The standard rule of anything is that everything we buy is only twenty dollars. That's right. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> and, and I have heard you say that, Gary, that uh, all of your all of your phantom stuff is only twenty dollars. <laughs> that's right. That's all I paid. <laughs> I wish. So it um, wasn't saying your insurance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting. Some of the um, I've been known to go overboard sometimes, but um, especially with one of the one or two of the rings. But um, if if you've got a passion for something ring wise, um, I wanted to make sure I got that last ring I needed for the um, the uh, Glenwood uh, 1979 uh, New Zealand gumball ring. Um, which was the good mark, um, which Jermaine was online telling me it was happening. <laughs> um, um, John 
uh, Crookson from Rockhampton's online telling me it's happening, and I'm trying to bid on it <laughs> <laughs> at the same time. And there was that many alarms going on my iPad as I'm trying to uh, make an offer, which he, which he accepted. <laughs> and um, I got that, and uh, which I didn't use that photo in the book because um, I'd already um, said to John that... Uh, can I have a loan of one of your photos of your, your ring? So they're, they're actually John's photos, photo of of the five rings. But now I have the five rings. So, oh, that's um, cool. I was happy. That's <laughs> good. But so what's the, was, what's the most you've spent in, on a ring? <laughs> How much? $20. Didn't you hear him before? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I wish. Uh, no, that was... Um, that was 320 for the two, but I got uh, half of it back. I sold the other one. So, <laughs> but to finish a collection uh, was worth it. So um, but that's not that's not the dear that's not the the uh, dearest one I've bought. So I won't talk about that. That's a fair may incriminate you. Without telling a surprise, maybe which was the most expensive ring you've bought? The gold. A solid gold one I bought from Western Australia. I'm a jeweller. Right. Only Western Australia is always arcing up the price. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think it was in postage. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell you what page it's on. Yeah, please do. Because I'm just what checking we'll, out the one you were just talking about. What I reckon will happen is uh, a lot of people will be um, listening to this when they get the book. And. Yeah. Um, They'll, you know, I reckon whenever we talk about a specific uh, ring, I reckon it could be a good idea to uh, let us know the page number so yeah. then um, we can well, flick page, through it, but also the listeners can as well. Yeah. The page number for that was 52. All uh, right, yep. And the, uh, the um, Glenwood rings, which I'm coming up to now... Page thirty-one. Yeah, I saw those earlier. Yeah, they're nice, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. It's interesting with oh. those. The funny thing about it is the Diana ring was the first ring I got out of that series, and it was given to me when I was working at a. Uh, I'm a baker pastry cook by trade, and I was working in Wynnum, um, which in Brisbane is uh, on the bay, bayside. Um, given to me by a lady uh, who was just a cake decorator in there, said, oh, I think I've got one at home. It's sitting in my jewellery box. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I'll bring it in. And it was that. I'd never seen one before, and that was about 20 years ago. Mm. And uh, that was the start of those, and that that ring was given to me. <laughs> wow. Nice. So, so how long have you been collecting the rings, Gary? Well... That was probably the first ring I ever got. Oh, really? Um, yeah. um, back in the 60s and 70s when when they were cheap and if I would have bought enough of them and put away then for next to nothing, but we didn't have five, five or ten cents or the capability of um, sending off a money order or stamps to, um, to the comics to get the rings. Yeah, if we would have known back what we know now back <laughs> then and done that, it would have been good, but, um, yeah. <laughs> mm. 
we're talking about the rings, but do you still do you still read the comics? Do you still keep up with to date with like the Frues or the Dailies, the Sundays? Do you still read the Phantom? No, um, the main reason why I don't read the Phantom is I'm not very good reading. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, um, I, I've, I've learnt, been taught how to learn to to to, to read and write, but um, I'm not very good. <laughs> and um, I can read a recipe. I'm a you know good pastry cook baker. I can read a recipe, but when it comes to reading a book, I could not read a book. Um, it's to do with something with my motor skills and, uh, you know, um, things. <laughs> uh, which sounds funny because I've written a book, but... Yes, uh, I was going to say, the obvious question <laughs> is then that you've written a book. How, 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 how did you go with the writing um, of the I book? I haven't then? told many people. There's a couple of my friends like Bradley and a couple of friends I've told that, you know, look, um, make your email simple because I um, I have troubles reading some of the, the bigger words because um, I've got by uh, through the years um, not being able to do this but to read recipes I can read recipes and I can retain recipes I, I can remember what a recipe is once I've read it once but um, you asked me to spell it and that's another I couldn't do it <laughs> um my daughter, who we've been off with um, maternity leave for the last uh, nine months, and she only just went back to work two weeks ago, um, gave me a hand every Monday for uh, ten weeks to put this book together. I, I sat beside her, and then she asked me, where, where are we going to start? So we started with the, the contents and a bit on me, and uh, um, we went through the rarity scale. Um, I had to I had to look up rarity scales and go. Well, this is this is what I want, but I don't want it to be too big. I don't want to go one to ten. I think I'll go one to five, and yeah. that's why I put the rarity scale on the on the rings. And and that was another reason why I didn't put prices. Once once I put prices in there, and everyone said, well, those rings are only worth ten or twenty dollars. It sort of dates the book to um, to that price range. Um, yeah. I didn't want. I didn't want that. I just wanted to be a reference book. Um, I, I was to put this book out by the end of last year, but as soon as I heard wind of the Icon Ring coming out in March this year, I thought, well, it's no good putting it out too early and missing that. Mm-hmm. And everyone's saying, well, there was a there was a ring come out this year and it didn't put that in. The, the idea behind the book, from what I gather, is that it's the, the first 80 years of Phantom Rings, and that Icon Ring was released as an 80th anniversary ring as well, wasn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. Uh, even though um, he's had a ring for 80 years, but um, the first ring was for, uh, was first produced for the uh, Toasties Ring in America, 1949. So, um, yeah, um, But he's always had a ring. But um, that was the first actual ring that was for sale, or that was a giveaway when you bought a packet of cornflakes or whatever it was over there, a toasting mm. um, giveaway. I have heard there was one or two rings from the um, 1943 serial that come out, but um, who knows where they are. Um, they could be 
they could be in someone's collection and never 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 see the light of day. Yeah, I heard there was a uh, prom- it was a promotion ring or something that it was the one wasn't the one that he actually wore on set, but like all the promotional stuff. And I think that's in uh, someone's collection in America. I think it is. Yes. So um, there's some things like that we'll never see light of day, and you probably never hear much about it because um, unless these people want to talk about it and what they know about it, mm. it just won't won't happen. Um, getting back to the book, I suppose, um, when we sent the first or second draft off to um, down south, the, the solicitors or the lawyers had to have a look at it and they come back with different things and they said, no, you can't use that because of this reason. You've got that wrong. I, I always thought that um, the Hearst Company was, was a manufacturing company but the Hearst Company is actually a media group who looks after the um, publishing side of it, you know, of the um, the uh, media group. Oh, okay. But, uh, and I actually said in, that one of the rings was made by them because some of the some of the ring journals that come out in the 90s and uh, late 80s suggested that. But um, once you you put it back to uh, King Futures about about this, which is uh, merchant-wise in, in Melbourne, they look after King uh, in Australia. Um, this book is only licensed for Australia. I can send it overseas, but I can't send a box to the comic shop in, in New York, in Midtown in New York, because mm. um, that would be bridging my copyright. Yeah. But I can send it all over the world myself, one yeah. at a time. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, it's worth uh, noting that this is it's got the um, King Features Syndicate uh, stamp of approval on it. Is that that's right? Um, I've had to send off four different drafts. The first one was just a, what are you talking about? What do you want to do? So you had to we had to quickly put something together to show them what we had in mind. Um, the first draft, I don't think was very. Very good, but they were, they were quite happy, and they, they could see which way we were going. Then the second draft had a few mistakes, and a few you're going to have to not put in. Um, I know one of the questions you were going to ask me were um, why some of the rings um, that people have been selling all over the world aren't phantom rings, and I put in the book there that they're un. Um, 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 what was the word I, was, I put in? Um, unconfirmed? Unconfirmed. Well, um, some of the uh, Aurora rings from uh, Mexico, um, they haven't got a license. They're beautiful rings, but they're not licensed. <coughs> and then they said, look, we, you can't put... I had an extra 10 pages for this book. It was going to be 85 pages instead of 75 pages. And um, what happened was that... Um, they said, no, you can't put a section in there. If you, you can't even call them fan-based. We're going to just call them fan-based skull rings. And they said, no, you can't do that. Um, you can use some of the some of the photos and some of the little stories through the book, a couple of couple of them, uh, as you, as you you see, as they are. Um, but you can't use them all. So I had to um, find the ones that I thought were interesting. Different. I would have loved to have put in the um, 
the ring that I drove down to Coffs Harbour to get mm-hmm. from the show, um, which Dan was down there on the Friday, Saturday, and uh, I, I had to work. I work a Saturday, so um, I couldn't get down there till the Sunday. But because um, it was still under the um, banner of the of, expo down there, of the, the Arch, expo. Yeah. Yeah, um, they might have had a license for that, and what they were selling was, yes, okay, it's still not a licensed ring. (laughs) But it's a beautiful ring. But um, Mm. this is why I've had to um, pull a lot of them. There's quite a few nice rings in America that come out uh, lately with the the F4 fighter um, Phantom. Uh, and the Phantom Colt with the Phantom on, um, which aren't licensed. Um, I couldn't use those photos because they're ch- they're actually chasing them to get them licensed. But they're they're about $130 US. But um, they're nice looking rings, but they're not they're not licensed. Um, mm. I've got quite a few rings. I've I've got some rings from um, Thailand. They're really nice rings. They're brass rings, but they're not licensed. They were going to make it to the book, but uh, I could not use them. On, on, I'll have to get my iPad out again. On, on, one of the rings I used was um, Chris Riley's uh, attempt of making a phantom ring, which he made for his father, Chris Hill, um, which was a Queensland macadamia nut. Um, which, which which you would have seen there, and um, that one's on page sixty-six. I, I did use some of Chris's stuff. Chris had the um, Hungry Jack's um, poster, which he would not um, sell to me or swap or <laughs> anything like that. So he said, "But Gary, you can have a loan of it for the photo." Did you? So I was happy. You didn't offer to sling him twenty bucks. <laughs> no, he wouldn't take that. <laughs> but he was very good. Um, he had a ring too that was made by a jeweller. It was a very nice looking ring. But um, I suggest I, I said to my daughter Tracy, um, "No, we'll put in uh, Riley's ring as something different." He was only eight years old when he made that um, out of a Queensland nut. You are the ring man. We all know that. Anyone who's um, any on any of the Facebook groups of the Phantom Collectors yeah. or or whatever knows that you are the ring man, and you've got so much authority and authenticity when you when you come at this subject. Why did you? What is it about the rings, the the Phantom, the Skull Ring, the Goodmark Ring? What is it about the rings that has particularly got you? <laughs> Because they're so hard to get, <laughs> and and it's been a real challenge. I mean, I know that everyone's got their passion. I know Jermaine's got his international comics that he mm. he's trying to get. You know, one of everything, or more of everything <laughs> of um, <laughs> all the different varieties. I know he's still chasing a few of them, and um, one day he'll get them. Oh, well, what, I've had well, problems is... like that too, where I, I, the rubber stamp ring. I finally got one about a year ago, um, which I've been talking about for about 10 years. I've seen them come up and go. Didn't have the money at the time. Um, and feel so completed once you win it and get mm. it mm. home. 
okay. in your collection. I'm sitting, I'm, I'm sitting in my phantom room, and um, I've got a whole cupboard of, well, Dan seen it, he was here a couple mm. of weeks ago, and uh, um, it's certainly a, a good display. Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> a, it's a beautiful room that you've got, and, I, and everyone, I, I guarantee you that if you're listening to this podcast, you would love to have Gary's phantom room in your house. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, Gary, I was just going to say, yeah, I visited a couple of years ago. It was um, a little mecca moment, which was nice. Um, yeah. I was just going to say, Chris has got a comic that I need. Chris has also got the uh, the poster that you need. I reckon we could probably do something here. Well, we could offer him 50. <laughs> <laughs> Chris will laugh. Chris will listen to this and he'll laugh. <laughs> he comes over to my room and there's just um, he just drools all day. He stands in front of the rings and just drools. Um, <laughs> um, you, um, some of the questions you were going to ask me were too were um, different stories about different rings that I've bought. Um, one of the rings I bought. Come out of a sand pit. Um, <laughs> what? It was advertised. It was like a lucky dip or something. <laughs> yeah, they, they found it in a sand pit down south somewhere. It's a bit, a little bit pitted, but um, it just so happens it's the same as what I've got with the box of rings which I I uh, got a few years ago and finally completed about six months after. Um, found them all over the world, I did. And, um, okay, page 20. That, that ring with the green eyes is, is the ring, but the ring that was in the sandpit um, <laughs> was dug up probably 20 or 30 years after it was put there, you know, like lost by a kid playing in the sandpit. Wow. And uh, funny stories. I mean, that was... That was probably one of the first rings I bought um, after I started looking for rings. But um, now I've found so many more, so many better ones of that same one that um, it's still sitting on the shelf there. And I, I look at it and go, well, that's got a moment in, in my life where it's got a great story behind it. Um, yeah. The, the, ne the, the next story I'll tell you. Well, just, is, Gary, um, if you don't mind, I'll jump in just before you do that. Yep. On page 20 as well, you also have uh, the picture that we used on our um, webpage yes. promotion of, of this is, is the box of all of the yes. rings with the advertisement and all the rest of it. Um, 72 of them. 72 is there. I mean, yes. that, that's just... I look forward to getting one phantom ring. You've got a box of 72 <laughs> phantom rings, and that's just a small... I, I bought it at 48 phantom rings, and I, I um, <laughs> it took me six months to find the rest. But, you know, I found I've got... I filled up that, made it up to 72. I've got two spares. And do you think I can find any more? <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I just can't find any more. It's just like there was just enough out there to to fill that box and give me a couple of spares and that was it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I love that box. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember that one on eBay. Yes. 
came from Tasmania. It's signed by um, Cy Barry and Grant Ford on the back. So, does that make it worth yeah. more or less? Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, Cy Barry um, needs your help. Yeah, <laughs> Glenn's on the roof. Glenn's all right, being Malone. <laughs> I've actually got a. I've got a actually, he's he's one of the people I've got. He's he's helped me a little bit in. I'm a couple of phone calls to to Glenn. Uh, he had a bit of input in this too, this book. So another funny story uh, about a ring I bought. Yes, please. Yeah, um, page fifteen. I don't know which one it was. I think it was the one in, on the left with the green eyes. It was found behind a gas heater in the Katoomba pub. So I hope no one's listening to this and wants their rings back. Their <laughs> You're ring back. <laughs> I'm, I'm just imagining some bloke. You're not getting it. I left a ring in a sandpit back when I was a kid. You know. <laughs> now that I think about it, Gary, I did lose a ring in the Katoomba pub. <laughs> Behind the heater. Behind the heater. That's where I lost it. <laughs> yeah. He was fishing they were putting in a new heater, and um, as they were putting in the new, you know, pulling out the old one, that that must have fell to the ground, and um, yes, and it only cost me about thirty dollars or something back uh, about fifteen years ago, but. Um, Yes, it was quite a quite a little interesting story about about ring. So, what was the impetus, I suppose, behind you deciding? You know what? I think I'm going to write a, a book about phantom rings. Where where did that idea come from? And uh, can you tell us a bit about the story behind that? Well, I've had family and friends, Bradley Peach, uh, Chris Hill. All my family, um, other family, uh, other family friends come over to my house and go, Gary, you've just got to write a book, haven't you, about the rings? And I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just chuckled because of the story I've told you about that I don't write. That's why um, when you see me on Facebook um, about anything, I don't say too much. You are a man of few <laughs> yeah. words. That's right. And if you see a lot of words there, I've usually cut and pasted it. <laughs> found it somewhere. <laughs> I did I did shock a few people once and I put a whole lot there and not, not they didn't know that I cut and pasted a whole lot. <laughs> but, um, they'll get over it. <laughs> but um, yes, they all told me this over the years. Even Denise, my wife, um, said You've got to write a book, and um, I, I said, "Well, okay, we'll, we'll do it." And um, going through the licensing is a, a nightmare in one way, but I'm I'm glad it's over. Um, <laughs> as in, Imagine. you're living on tender hooks because you don't know what they're going to say next, or what hoop you've got to jump through. Because when I approached them first, I said. I said to him, why do I need licensing if they're my rings? And they go, they might be your rings, but the photos are still ours. Yeah. The the items, any items that are phantom are still owned by them. Mm. Um, copyrights, um, copyrights yeah. are very funny, uh, a very funny thing. Um, I've dealt a little bit with it with my university studies, and um, it's... 
it's interesting like you can have a piece of art or something like that that you actually own but you can't actually reprint it in a story or or anything yeah. like that yes so uh i didn't know what they were come going to come back with each time um I got the email last Monday, yes, that's right, this week on the Monday, saying all ready to go. So I went down that afternoon, saw the uh, printer, which only is only about 500 metres from our place, luckily, and said, yeah, all ready to go. Paid paid, paid um, a third of the money. I'm not going to talk about money, how much it's cost me, because it'll scare everyone and they'll go... I could never do anything like that, but uh, <laughs> um, it's, it's fair to say you're not doing this to make money. You're doing it out of your passion, aren't you? That's right. Um, I'll, I've got a thousand copies printed. I was originally going to go for six hundred, and I thought no, it's, it's actually cheaper to go a thousand. Brought the cost down a little bit. But by the time you pay out licensing, printing, photographer, uh, getting getting things printed. Um, through Officeworks just to see what it was look like. I've got a big copy here which was is um, A3 size but then we couldn't use the back section um, that extra 10 pages and that cost me through Officeworks near on $60 just for that. Um, yeah. Printed. It's a great looking book um, but it's the back 10 pages I had to virtually take out and start again. Um, and that's why we slotted in the um, the some of those rings through the. They said oh, we could slot it through, and I've used a few fillers, as you've seen, with a few comics where the rings been uh, prominent. But just sitting in the room here now, every second thing I look at, there's a ring on. It's it's prominent in so many things, uh, and the good mark symbol. That's why I think. It, it, it attracted me to to do that, and um, on the back page with the, uh, the the good mark and the skull symbol um, I've used, and the little spiel I've done, I've used some of the um, the uh, fandom sayings, uh, and then just made a little bit more of it <laughs> yeah. uh, about the rings, and um, in my own words. I've um yeah well, we've we've been lucky enough to uh to have a bit of a an a, an early quick sneak peek of one of the drafts yeah. for preparation for this podcast and um I've you know I've enjoyed looking through it and I'm a fairly knowledgeable fan and I didn't know all, all of the stuff there was a lot of stuff in here that I hadn't seen before and um yeah. and didn't know yeah, so um, it's, yeah it's it's, it's yeah. great. I have to say the um, the skull the um, the serpent ring that um, come out in America. Um, I was promised one of those by someone from the in America when I went to the dinner. Oh really? Island. But it has never been found again. So they do exist. Well, that might be the one and only. So the, what page the, is that for everyone? Uh, page. 26. 26. Um, Sorry, I'm just going to look at the back when you, when you talk about the back page, and I, I looked at the back page and I can see a couple of familiar faces from the Chronicle Chamber um, 
They're on pages 73, 74 before you get back to page 26. They're Dan and um, Jermaine. That can't be right. We, the... He has to sell the book, so he had to put some eye candy in there to, um, to boost up the sales. So that's why I put us in there. Well, that's why Sammy <laughs> J's there. You sure that's say, why you guys are there? <laughs> 73 and 74, you're looking at Cy Barry, Bradley Peach and Sammy J. I think that's, uh, that's far more why those pictures are in there. Yeah. <laughs> I would have liked, liked to have got um, Duncan in the shot, but uh, he didn't want to get a photo that night. No, he, he wasn't keen, was he? So, so Gary, like this is fairly authoritative. I mean, there's, there's. Um, I, I said on on the in the web page, and, and I hope you agree with this, but this is a, certainly an attempt to get every uh, licensed phantom ring that has appeared in the first eighty years. Yes. Do you own? every single one of these rings, or what percentage of these rings do you own? Uh, how many are you still chasing? I'm still chasing probably about um, two or three. <laughs> two or Could three. you tell us which ones they are? <laughs> two or three. I'm not going to tell you which ones, but if you look in the book, you could probably work out the photos. The from, ones you uh, don't Howard. have photos of. <laughs> yeah. Um, I reckon one, one of them will to... be the serpent ring on page 26 because he said he was promised that one. Yes. Yes. Um, um, I want to do some guessing. Uh, I reckon the other two are on page 14, the Swedish glow and dark ring yes. and the phantom gilt enamel skull ring also on page 14. Would I be right yes. in that? Yes. And, uh, and oh, okay, well, there's more than a couple, I suppose. <laughs> on page 17... <laughs> Don't, don't want to bring page it down 17, too much. Diana, um, Devil and Mandrake. I don't yep. have. I do have the Phantom. Then the only other one are oh, the Finnish ones, um, which was only a thousand sets made. Oh, you don't have one don't of those? those? No. All right, well, I'll talk to you after the podcast. I saw okay. them on sale like a month ago, so they might okay. still be there. Okay, um, <laughs> and, uh, and the uh, two rings from America that come out, the contest rings, oh, yes. the contest page 56. I hear all the rustling in the pages in the book. Oh, okay. But that's, that's pretty good. Like, with, like, most people have probably got the rings that, the same amount of rings that you don't have, if that yes. makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're missing five, and most of us have probably got five or six. Yeah. <laughs> you are literally describing my collection, Jim. I have, I think, I think I've got five skull rings and two good marks. So. I've still got, I've still got two coming from America at the moment, um, which I've already got double. Well, they're doubles. They're coming. <laughs> so I'm still buying. I, I don't stop. I, I can't resist. So you're a true collector um, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, veins. Yes, uh, scary. But um, uh, yeah, I, I did win that. Um, the last of the toasties ring that came up yesterday. That was me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> of course it was. But the best part about that was it was only five dollars postage. So I worked out to eighty-five dollars Australian, which is dirt cheap for a ring. Like that, still in the bag, 
still in mm. the uh, original um, bag, yeah. That makes uh, the one that I picked up uh, a month ago even better then. It literally did cost me $20. <laughs> well, that's good. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, buy now, $10. Bam, thank you, Mother, for the rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> but with, yeah. with the... um. With the rings, what, what would be the most popular design? Is it the the, the skull mark or the, or the good mark, or would it be like a, um, a picture? We've seen it's of... the skull, but um, there was a lot of um, good mark made, but they just don't seem to be around, or people people have lost them, or they're just Do you put think away they and sell as good, or they don't know what they've got. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Looking at your earlier um, pages, it looks like the um, like pictures of the fandom seem to be popular when they first came out. Would that be Right, but that but now be more of a scale mark. Would we overtaken that? Would that be a fair assumption, or I'm just which it is there? Well, it's well the first. I'm just saying that the first ring was you know the, the Phantom Bust or the, the profile. Yeah, profile. And, it's, and, it, ring, and there seems yeah. to be a lot of those as you um in the early years, and yeah, then uh, yeah, they were all skulls and um and the Phantom, and that was it, and yeah. it wasn't till up till um. Till the seventies, till they started good mark rings. Hmm. The other yeah. thing I've noticed is that a lot of the skull marks have the uh, crossbones. Yeah, well, especially on the um, on the uh, game rings, the the plastic game rings. The nineteen uh, on page uh, twenty three has a, has the bones. Hmm. So I've always thought, Gary, that those and this is my uneducated view that. They didn't seem like real phantom rings, and they probably weren't licensed and all the rest of it because they were more, uh, you know, the pirate skull and crossbones rather than an actual phantom yeah. ring. But these are, the, I mean, if they've made the book, then they are licensed rings. That's right, isn't it? They they did come out of the game, yes. Yeah. The ones on page twenty-three, yeah. Mm. Yeah. But even if you look at the ones like on uh, page twenty, which is the one with the um. Uh, the presentation box that was that's fit seventy odd. There, they've yeah. got this. They've got the crossbones as well. But yeah, yeah. there's yeah. literally a box with the phantom written on it. So yeah, yeah. And that, and that is one of the things, Gary, that I think you've done really, really well with the book is that um, mm. you've included the advertising and and where you where you've got it, the um, the packaging, the, the the display boxes, all of that sort of thing. That really adds a, a, an extra dimension, I think. Yes. Yeah. Is that something that you've chased as well as part of your collection? I do have, um, um, yeah, most of that is mine. Except Even the Hungry Jacks the, one. The, the, the Hungry <laughs> Jacks one isn't mine, but um, I've got look, I've got um, some mini ones, but the big poster I didn't have, and I thought that was a better better to use in the uh, in the book. And I wanted to incorporate other people because I, I did have a bit of um, interaction with what, with Chris um, on different rings that he had and um, talking about them. And Chris uh, and uh, John um, Crookson in Rockhampton helped me a lot with a couple of photos, and um, he actually got a draft of this too a couple of weeks before everyone else. And he sent me back a few little things I've made mistakes with, um, with some of the comics I had the wrong years and wrong country, one of them, because um, I'm not that big on... On, the, on where the comics come from, but I do have a lot of comics, as Jermaine has seen, but I buy them for the artwork, not so much 
from where they come from. Um, yeah. And, and um, I actually think, Gary, that that's one of the... I certainly appreciated that. In the foreword of the book, you've mentioned something along the lines of um, you, uh, all due care has been taken in compiling this, but there may be uh, interpretations yeah. of information that may differ. And you've you've offered yeah. up uh, an email address, and if anyone reads this and says, "Hang on, I think I know something different," to, to get in touch with you and, and yeah. you know have that conversation to see if uh, you, you can share information and um, improve yeah, right. improve what's right. There's a lot of information out there that people know that um, we don't know, um, and they don't know too. And I found out going through the lawyers down in uh, Melbourne. Well, I don't know if they sent it off to to um, America, but um, they seem to know a lot more too um, because they've had to do the research too. <laughs> and um, and obviously, well. Part of the deal with the um, licensing, I've got to send three copies back to them as soon as I get it um, with my loyalties check. <laughs> so, so they want the money so, and they uh, want some freebies. <laughs> yes, they've been they've been really good because I, I've rang up Karen down there, who's the, um, the um, president of the uh, of down there and looks after it all and. Um, I ring her up and she goes, oh, yeah, no worries, do this, do that. And she's really good on, on how to do everything. And um, and I can ring her up next day and ask her the same question. She's still tell me the same thing again. Right. So, yeah, so I think that's pretty good. <laughs> but um, they've been really good, but it's a bit scary just waiting for you don't know what they're going to say next. Mm. Um, and to get that final email saying they're all good, ready to go, we're happy with that. And um, I was supposed to get that Friday. She said, oh, by the end of the week, and then when it comes through on the Monday, you're thinking, over the weekend, you're thinking, oh, what's happened? Mm. <laughs> what have we got to redo now? Um, yeah. We'll turn things around just a little bit. Out of your whole collection of rings that you got there, um, Gary, have you got a favourite? My favourite at the moment is the prototype, is the prototype um, which is on page down the back, 1974 prototype for the movie, um, which was never used. 1994, do you mean? Yeah, 1994, sorry. Um, it, was, it was made for the um, Phantom movie, and it was filmed mostly in Australia. But never used, and I can see why, because the skull wasn't big enough. They, they needed a ring that um, betrayed a big skull for the movie, and this, uh, the skull that's on this is um, a bit small. It's a nice, beautiful ring, but it's just a bit small um, skull-wise, and uh, I can't find it. Uh, oh, on page 42. And, that, and that's in your uh, fan uh, room, I do. Fantastic. Yes. No wonder that's uh, your current favourite. Yes, it is. It's, it's a beautiful ring. I wish it was a little bit bigger. It would fit on my fit on my finger, but um, it's a bit small. <laughs> mm. As most phantom rings are, they they don't think of big fingered Australians. <laughs> Adult sizes, yeah. Just noticing on the inside of that prototype, the KFS ninety four. Yes, that's right. Mm. So they, they had um, thoughts of it 
well before the movie actually was filmed in 95 mm. and then released in 96. But, um, yeah, it came back as not, 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 not good enough for the, for the movie and then they went on to the next, well, what he used, yes. Maybe this one doesn't shoot lasers out of it, so... Well, that's right. <laughs> didn't have the reflective... Yeah. But, um... Oh, I'm glad to get... I'm glad I got that, and, um... Yeah, that's my current favourite at the moment. Um, apart, oh, I've probably got two or three that actually I'm favourite favourites with. But, um, <laughs> Stephen, I feel like you've asked him to pick his favourite child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, the tough questions here on on X Band. <laughs> well, I've I've got a couple. My, of my, other, my um... daughter will listen to this, and it, yes, it is Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, He's been very good. I've got to say, uh, thanks to Tracy Lewis. And why, why Tracy was doing that, my wife Denise was looking after Gracie. Not far away in the next room, but... Um, that's awesome. I love I love hearing stories about uh, family members helping or putting up with uh, the the addictions of the partners and fathers and stuff like that. So it's it's it's... it's it's good to hear, like, the phantom becoming... Well, that's right. Yeah. And, and when I was going through the list of questions you were going to ask me, I said to Denise about, you know, they're going to ask me about you, Denise. And uh, I said, she says, well, just remind them that you're only allowed one or two things out of the room <laughs> um, around the house. <laughs> <laughs> she, she loves it all, but she doesn't want to see it out everywhere. Uh, yeah, I think... Having been to your place, Gary, I'll vouch for that. If you walk in, it just looks like an ordinary house until you go into the special room. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think most wives are like that as well, where yeah. they, as long as it's we, kind of hidden away in the room, they're fine <laughs> with it. We, yeah, um, mine's well, in the front room and she hates it. <laughs> <laughs> We've got nowhere else to put it. Yeah. Twelve years ago, we, um, we had a smaller house uh, a suburb away. And the kids were getting bigger, and we decided to to buy a bigger house. So we bought a five bedroom house. As soon as we moved in, I said, "You beauty, each kid has got a room of their own, We've including the big kid." <laughs> and I've got a spare room, which was the uh, the office. So I started to set up my phantom room, and it had a lock on it, and it was great. <laughs> and uh, as soon as I'd done that, uh, the um, the whole family's moved out, except for Denise. So I've I've got the whole house to myself, but I'm not allowed to use any other room but one room. <laughs> but little does Denise know that I've actually filled up other cupboards. And <laughs> because when you buy a lot of figures and um, stuff like that, you end up with a lot of boxes. <laughs> and the boxes so it's not just rings in your room. collection, you do have other things. Yes, so I've... Um, plus, plus I bought those posters from that... Um, Antique um, comic shop up here in Brisbane. Um, yeah, it was on Gumtree. Yeah, I um, saw those. Yes. Yeah, I bought five of those, and they're in the other room. So. <laughs> you're going to have your phantom box. room, and then you're going to have your ring room. Yes, just about. <laughs> but I'm sitting in here with all the lights on, and um, my two, my two phantom poker machine lights going. Just about in sync with each other. So. <laughs> All right. So, Garrett, I've got some hard questions for you, mate. Okay. 
All right, let's get down to the business. Cause, so, on page 14. Right. I'll let everyone get to page 14. The Swedish ring. Yep. Do you know anything about this ring? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Other so, than what, what is said there, what came out in the ring journals, there was a ring journal that was put together by an Australian living in America called uh, Chris Smith. Um, yep. And this is where we've got a lot of information uh, through, also through um, Nigel Johnson. Uh, that's that's all the information there is. There's nothing on the mm. internet. I don't know anyone over there to to know and to ask anyone. I wish I did. <laughs> all right, well, let's do a call out. All the Swedish and Norwegian and Scandinavian yeah. people, if you listen to this and you know something about this ring, or even better, you have a ring that you're willing to sell, Gary. Yes. Let, yeah. let us know. And because, um, yeah, that, it's... I'm interested in that ring as well because I've um, every you know I've talked to you about it. I've talked to you about the things that we're going to talk to now, and um, so yeah, it's it's a, it's one of those mystery rings, I guess is the best yes. way to say. Yes. So what about the second ring on page fourteen? Um, I've only ever seen one um, come up on the internet, and that was quite a few years ago uh, for sale, and. When when something like that came up, I didn't have the money at the time, um, yeah. so I don't know if it was. It was one. Of, it's one of those ones that there's there's no information on it. Mm. There's no nothing in comics about it. There's nothing nothing in books about it. And, and when that doesn't happen, it's really hard to to, to find out if it's real. Was it made by someone? If you if you talk hard and long enough and say it's a phantom ring, is it a phantom ring? <laughs> well, it looks like the phantom. Yes. So would you do like what's your what's your honest opinion? Do you think that would be a fan made one, or do you think it will be like a like a shot one that's just been lost in time with a small number? Or honestly, <laughs> what you said is about right. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Any one of those, it could be one, the one and only. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do a ring search probably ten times a day, all over the world. <laughs> um, uh, that'll give you an idea. So I'm right on <laughs> to, to rings and when they come up. Um, mm. I love it when it's bired now because I hate waiting around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I get no, impatient it's, it's... sometimes. Yeah, no, I've just, I've, because I know uh, probably about a year, maybe two years ago, there was um, a couple of discussions about rings on Facebook. Um, And I think this is, it's, in my opinion, now I'm not into, um, it's not my area of speciality or or anything like that, but I love hearing the the different stories, the, the, the different theories, the and, and that about these rings, and it's yeah. it's yeah, it, it, it is interesting. It is interesting, and that's yeah. why, yeah, yeah. I um, we did about a year and a half ago, like you said, um, through the Phantom Collector, we did um, Howard and I, Howard Gisbeck in, in America, and I did uh, Ring of the Day. Every every day we do a different ring, 
and we got up to about 40 rings, 45 rings. So uh, every day we'd find a different ring, but in our collection to put out there. And even John Crookson come in with a couple, which was really good, and um, and got people aware of different things. I've over the over the time I've reused those photos. I've actually got some of those photos in in the book. Howard yeah. said it was all right to use. Um, I did. I did contact Icon too. Um, Icon said I could use the um, the photos that are in 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 the book uh, for the new ring, and they said they couldn't really stop me. Um, and they were quite <laughs> pleased that they were quite pleased actually. Well, I was going to use it because it would give them a bit of um, advertising. Exactly. Well, exactly. It, being in your book makes it. A bit authoritative. Is that one of the reasons why KFS were perhaps so particular about um, what was going yeah. in there? Because if if it appears in your book, if in this reference guide, that makes it a phantom ring, really. That's right. That's right. Mm. And that's why I, I I couldn't use all those other rings in that section. They said mm. yes, you can use a couple of them there. Don't don't say they're phantom rings. Say they're unofficial mm. or. You know, un- unclaimed, unconfirmed, unlicensed, yeah, unconfirmed mm. rings. But um, you can use a couple of them, and they were happy how we spread it out over the book, which I was pleased. I would have liked to put more in, but I just couldn't. Yeah. Um, oh, I wasn't game to go any further than that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got and, some more uh, rings I want to ask you about. So, yes, okay. I've got some more. I've got some more. Okay, page eighteen. And I know you'll know this one's this one was going to come up. Yes, okay. <laughs> so what's your like? Um, this is probably. Do you think this is probably fair to say this is probably the most talked about ring, whether it's a real ring or not? Well, see, they put it in those ring journals. That even even uh, Nigel Johnson put it in mm. um, the ring the um, random guide put together. As far as they knew, it was, but there was there's no information, there's no advertising, yeah. there's no um, there's nothing to say that it is. But it looks like it could be. But I hope it is. But um, they've over the years they've made lots more after it for Halloween. Um, yeah. There's different variations or different plastic that was used. Um, the original ones were supposed to glow in the dark. Well, some of the older ones I've got here do glow in the dark, but some of the newer ones I've got don't. Oh, that's so interesting. Obviously, uh, they're not. Um, but it's one of those things that I put it in there, and you know, unconfirmed. You know. And, and yeah. you've said that it's uh, um, you've given yeah. it a, a rarity rating of uh, of R two, which is pretty low like they're reasonably common yeah i do put some on there every so often but um unless someone asks for it i'll you know i'll uh i won't put it on there or uh, i'm i'm pretty i'm i'm scaling back my rings anyway um for sale so after people get the book they'll go where am i going to get a ring from Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) well i'll probably still have one or two on there yeah. Old one today, so it happens. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. So the next ring. I, yes, I, I okay. to be to be fair, like you do say unconfirmed in it, oh, and um, yes. I, yeah, with the ones that I'm talking about, and 
I think that's yeah. I think it's a it's a great way of doing it because yeah you, and you sh- you know like for instance on page eighteen the one we're talking about it's got unconfirmed as fan ring however special mention has been made in ring journals and toy yeah. ring books since nineteen nineties and it's you know like you said it's in Nigel Johnson's Price Guide um, it's in uh, Friends of the Phantom articles and and, and yeah. stuff like that as well so yeah um, I just yeah, yeah I as as much as we're friends, you know, we've got, to, we've got to ask a couple of hard questions. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so the and next one... you're going to ask me about 19, page 19. Yeah, exactly. So 19. Um, same thing. Well, um, it, it came up on all those ring journals and um, Friends of the Phantom pages that I had. Nigel had it in his book. Um, and when, when you see it in two or three different reference books or you know ring guides you go even the um the one i've got which i'll just reach down and get is um collectible toy rings in america um and they've got a section on phantom uh new and old you know fairly older rings and and newer rings a couple of pages and they they put it in there too yeah um and this was um in the 90s but as everyone says where's where's the uh, advertising Where's the um, photos in the um, in, in a comic or advertising in a comic or um, yeah? From someone who who's not a ring buff, even as much as 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 Germ is, is there not a chance that King Features could get back to you and say, no, well this is you know here's we we approved this on you know the 11th of March 1993 or whatever it is. Do they not have the records and can get back to you and say? Uh, this is a King Features ring. This is not a King Features rings. Uh, I don't know. Um, it's a good question, Dan. Yeah, you'd have to really ask them because whatever when you make something, everyone's got to send them back copies. So therefore, they have records. Now, these would have been. I don't know when Australia started. You know, um, doing what they're doing with with King mm. over here. Mm. But once upon a time, Australia would have had to deal with America mm. and uh, would have taken time, but they would have done the same thing, like as in Sydney Comics, you know, the Australian comics would have had to go over to America for approval, um, mm. which made it, would have made it really hard to um, prove everything because shipping back, you know, postage back, you know, 20, 30 years ago, it might, might have taken two weeks to get there. Mm. But then again, they might have sent off six months' worth at, at once. Mm. I don't know. It's a good, good question. But surely um, <laughs> there's records around somewhere deep deep in, in, in the vaults. Well, and that's where it's just amazing that you've been able to do this, this level of research just um, yourself without having access to any of those sorts of records. Yeah. There's things you know, and then there's things you I've had to look up. Certain dates I couldn't remember, but um, that's why I got a few wrong. But once I got them wrong, I went back and checked what I had, and John was right on a few things. Do you have any so, more information about that um, serpent ring? You started telling us about how you knew someone in America. Well, um, I, I was promised by someone from the Friends of the Phantom who had seen it, but had a very messy collection, as in 
it was everywhere. <laughs> and he said, I'll send it to you. And that was, like I said, it wasn't 2011 we went over. It was actually 2013. That's four years ago. And I've heard he's moved. So uh, he's taken his fandom collection. And I somehow don't think he's got the ring. Uh, yeah. Or he might have realised that uh, it's a one, one and only. And he's, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, um, and that was the only information that I had. And everyone yeah. over the years has said, how about that ring? And I go, well, I've got one coming. I used to say <laughs> that to people. But yeah. I'm not holding my breath anymore. Because, <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting <laughs> ring. It's it's probably one of the more interesting it rings. I've, I've, um, I've done a lot of research on, on serpent rings, uh, um, gumball rings, searches, to find out if... There's something out there which you could put a photo in. If someone would have made it with a yeah. photo of them, and there's nothing I can see out there that's like that. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things. You you look one day and it's not there, and I look tomorrow and, and it could be. Um, yeah, exactly. I looked looked forever for that ring, for that pin that. Um, Nigel Johnson had a photo or a drawing of in his book, um, an Australian pin that was just a skull and crossbones. I looked forever, and then one day I thought, "Oh, I'll look again," and here was one for a dollar ninety-five. Buy it now in far, far north Queensland, where I um, paid more for postage to get it down. <laughs> So that pin you're talking about, that's the one, it's the different design, but it's the, from the same era as what's on page 11? Uh, page 11. Yes. Yeah, cool. Uh, well, it's a different design, obviously, but yeah. Different design. No, it's not like that. It, uh, on the Phantom Collector, yeah, um, on the Phantom Collector in the last week or so, there's been a photo of a... Um, a pin uh, advertising on the back of a comic, early comic, um, and it's just a skull, and it's, and it's not a photo, it's just a, a drawing of a skull and crossbones. Mm. That's, that's what he's been talking about. Um, I showed it to Nigel down uh, about four or five years ago when he, when he came to a dinner. And he goes, oh, wow, that's what they look like. He'd never seen one. Yeah, he'd only ever seen a, a, a drawing of one. That's why he used a drawing. Funny thing is, you look one day, it's not there, and you look tomorrow, and it's there. Just, exactly. Um, not saying what you're looking for will be there, but it might be. Um, that's why I keep looking every day. That's why you, you search ten times a day. Yep. <laughs> That's my favourite ring. Uh, search at the moment, so well, and that that and Sirocco's. Um, <laughs> so that that actually yeah. raises the question. There, you've said in the last page or two, um, and you've put a picture of your your three Sirocco's there, and it looks like you're starting to collect a, a football team or a cricket side of Sirocco's. Yes, that's what I said. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that'd be nice. <laughs> so, so you're hopeful that this is perhaps the first in a. In, in a series or a couple of books where you look at 
some very rare collectibles, or, or what, what's the plan yes, for very a second rare book? Yes, but no, not, not the common things, that um, anything from the 40s, 50s, 60s and 70s that, that's, um, that's rare, um, hasn't been seen before. I've, um, I've got a I've got probably um, ten things that I could put in there, and John's uh, indicated that um, he'll help me on this, and I'm sure there's other people too that mm. will um, will help me on this, and I give full, full credit to. I don't use photos from other people without credits and mm. credit to them that uh, they've helped me on on that search or their story on that piece. One of the other items was the. Um, Magic Lantern Glass slide I've got of the 1943 sequel um, of the of the Phantom movie. You know the uh, the Tom Tyler one, sense. the serial. Yeah, I've just got a glass slide that went into the Magic Lantern that they would have put up on the screen uh, before the movie started, or at the matinee. You know, at the um, at the halfway break or whatever you call it back then. What was it? Um, intermission. Intermission. Yeah, so um, a glass slide, and um, which is a rarity um, because the glass slides didn't last. Um, yeah. In regards to your rarity scale, as mentioned earlier, it's a five-point scale from extremely rare to very common. Yeah. Can we go some context into what does very common mean and what would extremely rare mean? Like, how often would you you find a R1, and how often would a R5 come about? Well, uh, like like the R ones are really common, like the um, the giveaway um, Phantom Seven um, Eleven ring. They're rare. They're they're common. They're all in America. Um, a couple of people in Australia sell them. Even even. Um, um, True, have got them as well. Yeah, uh, they must have found found a collection in in the back blocks. Mm. And they had those down at the um, Coffs Harbour. Um, art show as well. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah. Um, where five, I've listed um, that prototype ring, um, some of those rings that you will just never see again. Um, because they're already in your phantom room and they're never coming out? <laughs> yeah, they're, all, they're in the post. They're in the post on the way. Um, <laughs> what, the way to us? Yeah. To our place? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> I've tried to make it simple. I'm not. I'm not saying they won't come up, but they. Um, if they do, uh, I'd, I'd I'd jump on it really quick because you'd have to be quick to get beat me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I've got. I I can't help but buy one or two or three. <laughs> every day. Or... Uh every week. Yes. <laughs> So Gary, in terms of being a ring buff, um, there was two sizes of the icon rings come out. Do yeah, you yeah. are you compelled to buy both sizes or more multiple? No, I only bought um, <laughs> the uh, larger size. Right. Um, I'm a little, actually a little bit disappointed to hear that. I would have thought you have gone both. One of each. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> um. They're a nice ring, um, but I'd find them a bit big. Um, but I wear the uh, one that come out with, from Granny Mays in the in the little triangle box. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, which you know which the one? one's that, Gary? Yeah. Which page? 
Yeah, actually, that's one that I, I'm keen to get a hold of myself because that, that, that's one that I saw in the shops and yeah. uh, it just it was the wrong stage of my life to be able to buy one of those. I was, I was well, uh, that's four what years. I, that's, yeah, you don't have the money because you've got kids. Yeah. yeah having kids, yeah. you got bills. You were a kid. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, only, only now I've got... The, Rid of them all out of the house, even though they still spend my money. <laughs> um, uh, you, you can go out and do these extras, and yeah, that, that's another reason why I put this book together too. It's easy to put to, yeah, throw it in a um, backpack and go out to the markets or you know garage sales, and if you see something, you go, is it or not? Yeah. <laughs> Or even like when you're searching on eBay at work, I mean, yeah. at home, um, <laughs> you know, you can use it as a guide. Well, I do it with the um, with the price guide. It's like, oh, yeah. is, what's that? That looks familiar. Let me go, you know, go check the price guide out. And... Yeah. So how can people uh, buy your book? Tell us well, how people can buy your book. Well, through... I, through what you've put through the Chronicle Chambers at the moment, I've got about 20 pre-orders already, which is great. I've got pre-orders from work, about five, so I've sold about 25 already. So would um, it, would, is there going to be a website where people can buy them? That's where I get to my other daughter, who's totally <laughs> um, cranky because I haven't used her, and she's going to start a web page for me either tomorrow or Monday, which I'll yep. let you know in the next day or so as soon as I've information off her but I've been investigating um, websites and um, which way to do it uh, if that fails I'm going to go through the uh, they can just contact me with the through that email address which is on the back page of the yep. of, of that um, I've had um, people from India America already um, across Australia um, so it's, it's worldwide yep so, so if so, by the time this podcast goes live, do you, do you reckon the website will be live already? Well, I'll, I'll know probably by Monday which way yeah. we're going to do it. Yeah, she's just finished work on Friday, and she's on now on maternity leave too. So now I can use my other daughter. <laughs> <laughs> but she did say that loving these grandkids it. coming along. <laughs> All grandkids are gorgeous. Yeah, cost me a fortune in lunches. <laughs> well, well, we'll certainly make sure we put up any information about websites and all the rest of it in the um, in the yes. web page that goes up uh, associated with the podcast. But the the, uh, the books are going to be twenty five dollars uh, and postage in Australia. Well, I've been investigating that, and um, I'm going to use a satchel which will have tracking. Unfortunately, I can, and it cost me about eight to nine dollars per satchel so it's going to be ten dollars with handling because i'll put some bubble wrap around the book sure. yeah and then right on there do not fold um, so will you also be at supernova i will be at supernova i am in sydney in yep. dudley on monday i did have an indication through someone who works there that um that they like to do something for me 
uh, help help sell it. I have got a wholesale price on the book, but it's, the wholesale price is over twenty. Um, so if you buy two, that isn't wholesale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just just in case anyone's thinking that. <laughs> um, um, if not. Um, I have also been investigating uh, getting a table at Supernova in Sydney, um, which is about $400 for the weekend, and doing it that way. But that sort of eats into more books I've got to sell to, to break even. Yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So if, like, like myself, let's just say for myself, I'm sure there'll be others as well. If we want to be cheap and save on postage... <laughs> Can we buy a book from you in Sydney? Yes. Yeah, okay, I cool. Bringing, I am bringing um, two or three suitcase full? Uh, books to <laughs> Sydney. I have paid yeah. for, uh, for um, extra baggage. <laughs> and and for those of, uh, those of the listeners who are not going to get to Sydney Supernova, who um, I like to think will be 99% of our listeners because uh, <laughs> we go global and there are... Thousands and thousands and thousands of people who listen to the podcast get in touch with Gary via the email phantomgameau, all one word, at yahoo.com.au. Uh, and you can just right. press backwards and listen to that again um, to, to type that into your email address and uh, get in touch with Gary and, uh, and order that book. Yes, thank yes. you. So well, are there any people you would like to uh, thank publicly? Um, yes, my daughter, Tracy Lewis, uh, John Crookson, Chris Hill, Bradley Beach, you, Jermaine, uh, and, and Dan, and Steve, thank you for um, talking about it for me. Um, uh, Howard Gisbeck in, in uh, America, uh, the photos. He's a wealth of knowledge, too, um, on the rings. Uh, Glenn Ford, uh, the photographer, I used a family photographer who was actually Tracy's um, sister-in-law. Uh, still cost me money. <laughs> but, um, but she did a very good job. On, on uh, I used about 80% of the photos were her photos, and the rest were just uh, my iPhone uh, photos, um, which come up just as good. Um, but she did a very good job on, on the other photos. I think I've covered everyone. My wife for putting up for the last 10 weeks. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, weeks. better not forget that one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, and my other daughter who's going to help me now. <laughs> 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 who's Jessica, her name is Jessica. Thanks, uh, Gary, for um, for having a chat with us. Um, I know I've been enlightened by, <laughs> by yeah. flicking through the book this evening. It's, it's been great. Yeah, oh, that's good. All right. Well, thanks for your time, Gary. Okay, thank you, Jermaine and Steve. No yeah. worries, yes, Did thank Steve you. Steve come over um, to Sydney at all? or? Uh, we don't talk about that at the moment there, Gary. We've, um, <laughs> Bit of a sore point. The money I'd saved up got all wiped out. Oh, no. Was that, was oh. that for your dad's 60th or something? That was for my dad's 60th, that's it. Oh, well. <laughs> Sometimes it took me a while before I could get to Sydney, and this is Dan's first year, so yes, yeah, he's going to enjoy it. Okay, thanks, right. boys. All right, good on you, Gary. Good to talk to you, mate. Thank you, right. Gary. Cheers. Okay, thank yeah. you. All right, cheers. Okay, bye.
think I think from memory. Now this is my memory we're talking about, so don't quote me on this. They were about fifty or sixty euro each. Oh, that's not that much. That's no. only about. Um, oh. about that's only about twenty dollars, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's about it. That's yeah. right. My calculator works that out to twenty dollars. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a standard joke. My wife actually knows that joke now, so it doesn't work. Put <laughs> <laughs> on pretty quick, eh? <laughs> yes. Five hundred years ago, he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck. And upon the skull of the man who killed his dad, he said, I'm mad, I must eradicate piracy, injustice and cruelty. And all my sons will follow me, so evildoers will believe that this man cannot die. The Phantom, the ghost who walks. The Phantom, enemies beware, the Phantom's always there, but you won't find the Phantom. He finds you.